Okay, good morning. Today's class is in Mishmat Yerachmiel, Daniel Magadalis Yamanema, Fushle Machanachaba, but Adel, Dona Mansara of Dona Mansara, Roshama Minyavne, success of in Yerachamayim of Elisheba, Badabaka, the Elven Lisheba, Shefra Lisheba, Emma Lisheba, Reina Maka, Batobasha. God willing, today's class, amazing class today, God willing, on the concept of Machus, which is the, the sphere of today. Please share and read the podcast. And let's go heat. Schut of the heat, that the heat should win today, God willing. You could see just, just an example from the, from the heat game, just an example that, you know, Jimmy Butler, one of the players, had the worst game. And he came back big, and he scored 47 all-time performance. I, obviously, it was Shabbat, I wasn't watching the game, but I saw, it, I saw the highlights. But just to show you in life, you know, and it's funny how I was just thinking about that event, and I was thinking about, there's a person eating, you know, we were talking about olives in synagogue. I don't know why we were talking. Uh, if you eat an olive, you lose your, it could take a person's memory, the Gemara says. A person loses memory. But olive oil gives you memory. So you can see, what's the difference between an olive and olive oil? To make olive oil, you get crushed. <laughs> you get crushed. The essence takes out of you. So it's funny how he had to have the worst game to get crushed. You're not taking responsibility. You're the leader of the team. He comes back and go, comes back big and takes responsibility and wins the game. Just, 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 a, just a concept of malchus. Just that's, that's the concept of taking responsibility. You had the worst game ever. You came back big and you, sque- you took the olive into olive oil. So remember, when, we're get, when we get squeezed in life, we get crushed in life, you know why? Because when you get crushed, you remember that. So you know, I remember the failures I had. They squeezed squeeze the you know what out of me but olive oil came out and that's ultimately what's going to increase your memory and it's going to give you God willing success so today we're going to talk about the, 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 the connection to machus machus means talk about the practicality I'm going to, pra- I'm going to, get, I'm going to make it super simple I, if I, I, I think my, my, the key to my classes is taking these lofty teachings and make it super super practical Rabbi Nachman says our job is to do that take these lofty teachings bring it bring it to practicality because it's extremely good for the world. We can all be in the Kabbalah Center and all these, uh, you, you know, flying high, but we don't know, we leave, you don't, know, you don't even know where you're going, what you have, what to do, etc. The most important thing is not study, is action. So practically, when we're talking about the concept of machus, which is this week, think about all the work that we've done. We're almost getting up to Shavuot, which is this, this, this Shabbat. Think about all the work you had to do. You had to work on the first week on, on kindness. Kindness, you had to work on kindness, self-esteem the first week, which represented the, the, the right arm, which is being kind to yourself, putting an effort to yourself. The second week, we worked on what? Discipline, right? Having discipline, having the ability to have restraint for the sake of the greater good. Then we worked on, on, on harmony, which is being honest and having truth and having direction and bringing, you know, seeing the big picture. With, with beauty, that's Teferit, that's the middle. And then we worked on the right leg, which is Netzach, which we worked that week on, on endurance and going for the big, going for the win internally. Then we worked on humility, Hod, that was the New York speech, all about humbling up and, and, and surrendering and recognizing that everything's going to go your way. Last week we worked on Yesod, right, which represents the Shmirat Brit, sexual union, but more importantly, bonding, our, our relationships with people. And this week, all the work this week is to 
they now be able to receive all of this light that all the work came in. That represents malchus. Okay? So malchut practically represents a vessel. There's four to five words that we speak about the concept of malchut. Malchut represents leadership. Malchut represents faith. Malchut represents responsibility. Malchut represents prayer. And malchut represents kingship. Our approval ratio, our creator, for example, we are here in this world to crown our creator. And I have always asked that. Imagine if somebody asked you today, what is your approval ratio? Obviously, we see approval ratios. You see, the, according to what, what the pre- people think about the president, the approval ratio. I think Biden's in his 30s. We're being, we're being very kind. But if somebody asked you, what would your approval ratio be of your creator in your life? Well, I'm going to give him a 30, uh, 40 because I'm not married and I'm broke. So what is that saying? You basically, your perspective or your creator is based on how you view yourself. Your gates. The, the, the Holy Zohar tells us. The Ariza and the Holy Zohar. Our creator is based, he's known by the gates of your heart. The Sharim, your perspective. Your perspective and your relationship with your creator are extremely connected. When you have a very narrow perspective, God, you're, you're destroying my life. You're keeping me single. When you have a wide perspective, is what do I need to do to, to attract the right one? This is an opportunity. I'm the olive getting squeezed. So you can see the difference between perspective and crowning our creator, right? If I, I, I'll, I'll crown my creator 100%. That's a Muna. Believing that he's 100%, 100% approval. So what happens? I have an extremely wide perspective. So I can give my creator 100% approval. Anything but 100% approval, there's a deficiency in your own perspective. So recognize that. And your ability, how you crown your creator, that brings shefa and blessing into our lives. Ultimately, what, what the goal is, we all want to have spiritual material shefa, etc. So how do we practically do it? What do we need to do? Number one, Responsibility. You cannot expect to receive anything in your life without taking responsibility. The pain today is avoiding responsibility. Drugs, avoiding responsibility. Blaming people, avoiding responsibility. Not putting an effort in yourself, avoiding responsibility. You have an obligation today. Today it's not enough to say, I'm, I need to be happy. You need to be happy not just for you, for everybody around you. It's not just about your, your life. That means if I'm happy, 10, 20, 100,000 of people are affected by my happiness or my sadness and my, God forbid, my depression. So many people, or my low self-esteem, so many people are affected by it. You have an obligation, you have a responsibility to be happy, not just for you, but for your family, for your kids, for everybody around you. How many children have been destroyed because of unhappy parents? How many people have left... Judaism because of unhappy parents. How many? It's not just about you. It's about everybody. We are all responsible for each other, believe it or not. I'm supposed to go after, if I see my brother struggling, I have to to pray for him and I have to help him as much as I can because he's on the same boat as I am. Just because you're in another cabin and you're saying, what do you care if I dig a hole in my cabin? What do you care if I dig a hole in my cabin? 
It's not going to affect you. Oh, yes, it will. Because when, when you dig a, a hole in your cabin, the whole boat sinks. So we technically have to be, not God forbid, the opposite, is hating each other, which is completely the opposite of the whole point. You're supposed to, you are supposed to recognize we are all on the same rope. And if there's harmony below, our Creator te- treats us like a, like a father. But when there's no harmony below, our, tree, our, our Creator treats us like a king. When there's king, there's justice. Here comes viruses, headaches, and putting the gezerot, and judgments. We have the ability to control below how, 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 how our connection is about. It's an unbelievable concept. So this is why sinat hinam, baseless hatred, lashon harbor, and all that stuff, it's, it's so bad, because not only are you not doing your job, but you're creating now judgment in heaven. Because if I'm judging below in heaven, they're going to judge me exactly the same way I judge other people. It's, it's so obvious the answer. So number one, taking responsibility in your life. You cannot ask for blessings in your life where you don't take responsibility. Rabbi Nachman tells us exactly like this. No, anybody who assumes the role of taking responsibility to, to, to supply for his livelihood who are those dependent upon him, he has to be a stalwart, a person with a lot of koach, a person with, with strength, not a shlamazel. He's saying the word shlamazel. A person shlamazel means a guy is not putting effort, low self-esteem. He's not putting effort into himself. This is because all livelihood, listen to this, all livelihood is drawn from the machos, the kingship. As it is written below, the king grew and became strong. Machos. So there's a connection between kingship and blessings. Consequently, anybody who wants to obtain a livelihood must have a sense of measure of authority in order for some connection with machot. Machot means money. Machot means blessing. Anytime there's a responsibility, there's a blessing afterwards. Anytime you run away from responsibility, it's a guaranteed way to destroy your vessels. Guaranteed. There's nobody that could tell me right now that has gotten any kind of success in their life where they didn't take responsibility. You're blaming your spouse, you're not taking responsibility, your marriage looks terrible. You're blaming this person for, for your job, you're, everything looks terrible. Wherever you run away from responsibility, you're running away from your blessings. Just think of it like that. Every single time you smoke weed, every time you get high, every time you avoid responsibility, every time you avoid your problems, just think about taking money and dumping it down the toilet. Pretty much. Take every single time you, 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 you have responsibility, guys, to get married. Every single time you start watching this garbage, you're taking your soulmate and she's running away from you every single time. Every single time. It's the law of attraction. The way you run away from responsibility, blessings run away from you. When you start taking responsibility, it might be hard, you might struggle, you might stumble and fall, but you have to take responsibility. Without doing this, nothing in your life is going is to flourish. Because kingship and blessing come on account of responsibility. So this is why we need to man up. You have to man up. You can't say, well, the world does this. Who cares what the world is? You're going to follow everybody. Well, everybody eats like this. Why can't I? So be a beast like 65% of the world. Is that an excuse today to say I want to be a beast just because everybody eats terrible? Are you a tree? Do you have, do you have choice? You have to take responsibility. You will not get, into any, you will not get anywhere in these, in these classes or anything else in life. I'm just getting you enough leverage and yelling in your ear to say, get the, in, get the greatness of the inside of you to, to break the stupidity cycle. But you have to take responsibility. It's the reason why I got married right away. 
This is the reason why I open the business, why I take risk. I take calculated risk because that's responsibility. And I know my creator is going to give it to me if I take responsibility. But anytime I've avoided responsibility, whoa, 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 whoa. The things just get worse and worse and worse and worse. That is kingship. All of this work that you're doing this, these seven weeks, you're doing it to build the right, proper character so you could say, time to man up. I don't want to hear excuses anymore. I don't want to hear excuses. I get emails, excuses about this, about that. Stop, stop, stop it. You're not getting anywhere with excuses. You make adjustments. And we're so, we're so, it's such a habit of making excuses today. It's a habit and we have to understand, we are supposed to be the ones leading the nations. Today, it's not that case. We're learning from them. <laughs> you are, they're supposed to be looking up to you and saying, how could I be like this guy? How can I be like that? Today, it's the opposite. 90% are, are copying their, their, everybody else's ways. When it, we lost the big picture. Therefore, that's what Rabbi Nachman is telling us here. Therefore, when a, per, when a husband girds himself to take responsibility for his wife and obligates to provide for her, as is stated in the marriage con- con- contract, I will cherish, I will honor, I will support you. He is granted a measure of authority, and that authority gives him the ability to draw livelihood. Period. You understand? As soon as you go into the chuppah, and yes, you recognize it's not easy, marriage is not easy, it takes a lot of humility, it takes a lot, but I'm taking responsibility. That's where Shafa comes. Because what's, what's the opposite of taking responsibility? Fear. Fear of failure, fear of hard work, fear of abandonment. All of this fear, all of this garbage, there's absolutely nothing for anybody. Nothing. You can take all this fear, all this nonsense, all this anxiety, all this... Th- it's all, all, all in absence of consciousness. That means the more aware you have, the more action, the more awareness you have in your life, the more consciousness, th- there's no room for this, for this imagination nonsense. But when there's no consciousness, all there is is imagination and, and etc. That means that the, the, there's never going to be an empty, a, a, an empty pit. Either it has water or snakes and scorpions, our sages say. The pit has to have something inside of it. It's not just, ah, either you have Torah and you have water, you're growing, either you're running or, like we said many times, either you run for what you get or whatever you don't want is going to come to you. You, you can't just remain still. That's the whole point. And this is where he's talking about. When a person takes responsibility, that's where. And if you take the, the, the Jordan Peterson movement today, it's all about make your bed, fix, before you change the world, make your bed. <laughs> Start taking responsibility. Man up. Stop blaming girls while you can't get married. Stop blaming the society. Stop blaming the... This is what the men have today have become very, very weak. This is, the re- this is the real problem, by the way. Men have become extremely weak. Men, this is not supposed to wait. Men have become extremely, extremely weak. Don't blame it on the woman. Don't blame it on them. Blame, men have to take responsibility. That's a man's job to go after his wife. It's a man's job to go get the parnasa. It's a man's job to man up. The minute the guy does not do this, he avoids responsibility. Because remember, he's the one supposed to be the one saying, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to take responsibility. That's, what, that's why confidence and self-control are extremely needed in marriage. When you start losing yourself, you start losing your self-control, that's it. You're going to have, you, you're going to have a horrific relationship because you're not taking responsibility. Well, who's causing God? To, to do? Hashem is doing it. Our Creator. Because our Creator wants to squeeze you to get the best out of you. 
Very, very, very important in our lives. Just think about any time you want blessing, ask yourself, are you taking responsibility or avoiding responsibility? If you're avoiding responsibility, don't even look at the mailbox. Don't even look at the mailbox. Imagine the guy, he's not taking responsibility, going to the mailbox, oh, I don't understand why nothing's here. Because the, the check was never mailed. The check was never mailed. Do you understand? Bottom line, just look at the areas of your life, whether it's an addiction, whether it's any of avoidance, whether it's blaming, whether it's etc. If I go to tell you right now, to get my wife on there, on, on, that, on, on that YouTube video, to get her to do that, it took a lot of work to get there. A lot of work. I don't think it just came, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you have no idea how much work it took there. So you can't give up in life. You cannot give up. Giving up is avoiding responsibility. Giving up is easy. Giving up is arrogance. Anybody can give up. You'll get plenty of self-pity from the world. They'll give it to you all day long. You cannot give up. Second thing to get how to draw, how to draw blessings. Practically, if you look at the Kabbalah chart, the last thing is, is the vessel. Is the vessel. And everybody's, and the problem is everybody wants the vessel, but they don't want the work. Everybody wants to be in great, 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 great shape. They don't, want to, they don't want to put the time in. It's the mentality that we've gone today. It's gotten extremely, extremely, extremely comfortable. Extremely comfortable. Second, what's the second way to, 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 to draw a blessing in your life? Prayer. Malchut is prayer. Pretty much. Bottom line. Let me explain to you something bottom line. Your creator gave you, out of one of the four elements, he gave you a specific element that's running your life. And that element of your life is running your life. It's either fire, anger, one day we'll talk about specifically. But there's an element in your life that's running your life, positively or negatively. If it's a fire sign, it's anger. It's funny how I, I think every city has its own element. Like Miami's water. Miami's very pleasure-seeking. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Water, water. Right? Air, uh, LA, I think it's air. Ideas, ide- these crazy ideas and concept of air, lack of, sh- lack of structure in LA. If New York is fire, right? Anger and, and running and running, right? Chicago, I think, is earth. Earth. Missing, missing a beat. The windy city, I don't know, it should be called, it should be called the ground city. <laughs> but you can see every single city and every single element, we're all, all of us have a certain element that's running the show. And the only way our Rav Natan tells us, Rav Nachman says, there's no way for you to change yourself. You can go to all the therapy in the world. You can go to all the therapy, all the doctors. You still need the prayer. You still need prayer to change you. Like the matzah example. You have an addiction, another one opens up. You fix one, another one's open up. Only through prayer, only through prayer, can you change yourself. So Rav Natan says, the reason why you're not getting what you want is because you didn't pray for it, you didn't pray for it at all. Prayer should be an oxygen to you. You cannot take prayer lightly today. You cannot afford, if you want spiritual growth and you're going to all these Tony Robbins and all these Joe Dispenza and you're not praying, you're not going to get anything out of it. It's all potential. It's all, you have potential knowledge. I have all these ideas, but I haven't even opened up Sunbiz because I don't have the trust in myself to get moving. Do you understand? Too many ideas. That's the world. Too many, we're in a, we're, we're in a restaurant with a thousand choices. You, have, you go to these restaurants, they have a thousand things on the menu. Every kosher restaurant has sushi in it. Mexican restaurant has... I'm in a Mexican restaurant, somehow they have sushi in it. Somehow they put sushi in every restaurant. Pizza, but sushi. Meat, sushi. It's, I don't know what it is. But just stick sushi in there. Too many decisions in life. You go to a very high-end restaurant, three, four things on the menu, that's it. This is what we're specialized in. 
you could see the difference. They don't, a high-end, high-end restaurant, they don't put sushi in, 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 in just to put, to put it in there. You understand? Three or four things, that's what you're getting, etc. You could just see too much choices. Too much choices. Prayer changes you. You need specifically his bodidut, which is greater than everything. You have to allocate a specific time for this. If you want change, if you want major change in your life, because remember, change changes everything. What did the pasuk, what did the parsha last week tell us? When you stop learning Torah, you're gonna get, you're gonna stop doing the mitzvot. When you stop doing mitzvot, what are you gonna do? You're gonna start criticizing people. And then you're going to hate the rabbis who, who tell you to do the things. And then you're just going to be completely denial of God. Oh my God, all of a sudden I went from stopping learning the Torah to becoming an atheist. <laughs> wow. You could see what happens when momentum goes the other way. The same thing. As you start changing in prayer, when you start praying, everything changes. You're getting that momentum. So very, very important. You're, you have a responsibility to pray. How much more do we have today, to, to pray for each other's mental health. Look what happened in Texas. Is that not, do you not see this responsibility? We have a responsibility. It's not, you, can, you can't just say, I'm good and the world is okay, and here you go, you have a major uh, a catastrophe like this. You understand? You can't just say, well, I'm okay. I'm in Borough Park, I'm in Miami, that's nothing to do with me. No, that has everything to do with you. Everything has to do with you. Everything has to do with you. You can't just say, that does, that's for them, this is me. This is the, this is the, I hate this concept. Well, that's not our way. That's not our community. No, everything is your community. It's the world. It's a consciousness thing. And you have to be part of it. When you pray, you pray for the world. Why do you think Rabbi Rush is screaming at us? You have to pray. What did Rabbi Rush say? I want to have a whole different class. He says there's three things you have to pray for every day. You have to pray for people's mental health. People should have mental health. Obviously, not for granted today. People have mental health. You should pray for people to have emuna, which is connected to mental health. And you should pray for people to have salvations. Others. So you can see you're, you have an, a responsibility to pray for the world. Why? Because you can take all this potential, you can take all of this good, and if you do not pray for it, you are not going to develop anything in your life. You will not develop anything that lasts because prayer itself is the vessel in order for the light to come. So if you have a hard time with prayer, you're going to have a hard time with growth, period. When you have a hard time with prayer, you have a hard time with growth. You will not have spiritual growth. When there's prayer, this is where Rabbi was very, very aggressive on prayer because prayer changes you, changes your content. And as you change, everybody else changes. It's not enough to say, I'm not happy. Go to a doctor, get, get some SSRI, and that's enough. That's not enough. To, to do that today obviously not you have to go take the ball by the horn and you have to pray even if it's hard and the resistance this is why it's so easy to teach us that whatever we're resisting is actually the Yetzirah telling us what we need to do I mean th that's it's like the warning sign at least give me direction tell me what I need to work on show me resistance here you go that's exactly what I need to do Resistance is the menu of what you need to do. You have a resistance getting married, that's what you need to do. You have a resistance taking open up a business, that's what you need to do. You have a resistance uh, with food, that's what you need. Resistance is telling us, here's where fear is. Fear, accumulated fear, creates resistance. It's all ego-based. It's the right there. Prayer, resistance and prayer, 
Specifically, I know that the times that I have the most resistance in prayer is the days that I'm, the, the, the prayer is the greatest. Because I know the Yetzirah does not want me to pray. He knows if I pray, I'm going to get what I want. And remember, when he knocks me out, he knocks everybody out. So <laughs> believe me, you can see the opposition I have. He knocks my classes out. How many people are affected by the classes today? Thousands and thousands of people. So he knows I'd rather, he'd rather knock me out than knock a lot of other people out. But think about areas in your life. Resistance. Resistance. I scream about resistance a thousand times. That's where prayer is. Of course it's not going to be easy for you. It's not going to be easy for you to pray. Because you've, first of all, you pr- practically never done it. It's a chance that you're really building a vessel. He doesn't care if you go watch a YouTube video on, on history all day long. I promise you, there will be no hesitation. Go watch a video on, on history, Jewish history. There will be no resistance to it. Who cares? History's over. You need to create reality today. Need prayer. Non-negotiable. I don't care where you live, who you are, what kind, Rishkenazi, Sephardic, Persian, everybody needs to open up their mouths and cry out to their creator. That's what creates a vessel. So what Rambam says in lesson 34. Prayer creates vessels. Specifically his bodidut. His bodidut is prayer from the heart. Where you're really looking at life and you're saying, what needs work here? What are you sending me? Where am I failing in my life? Where am I gaining? What's good? What's not? That is ultimately the place a person has to take inventory. It will change you. It will change your consciousness. Just think of prayer as elevation of consciousness. Sounds better for you? Do it that way. Whatever language you need to hear. If you need to hear it in a fancy term, that's the, I'm, I'm, I'm going through a con, an elevation of consciousness today. A meditation for elevation of consciousness. Whatever you want to tell yourself. Tell yourself. But that's what you really need. Because otherwise you will not get change. You will not get change. Our sages told us. Practically. What's the third one? Faith. Faith, our sages tell us, that whatever you want is already there for you. It's already, that's why God's name is, He is, He was, He is, He will be. That means it's not that, faith, the blessing is already there. According to Levi Yitzhak Pradeshav, all our blessings are already there. But we need, our job in this world is to bring them down. We have to bring these blessings down. And the way you practically bring a blessing down into your life, as the Pasuk says, a man of faith has many blessings, is by overcoming evil and not getting stuck in the routine of life, of the negativity of life, and thinking greater than you feel. And when you do this, you can bring down blessings in your life. That's, faith could be considered confidence. Faith could be considered just re- believing that everything is good for you. What happens is when you have faith, you can take the, the, the potential and you bring it into actual. Remember, everything in life is the same thing. It's in potential. Your job is to bring it into actual. Story of our lives. Potential. I have a potential mate. I have to bring it into a marriage. I'm, I have to go from a date to marriage. The date is only in potential. I have an idea. It's a potential. I have to bring it into a business where I can make money out of it. Everything goes from potential to actual. And the way you bring it down is through faith. Faith allows you to already be in the moment without needing to, needing the, 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 the opposite, which is I need certainty, I need control, I need to be 100% know it's going to work out. That's not faith. That's a transaction. 
Faith is the ability to believe that your Creator is doing everything for you. Faith is the place you go to. And faith is the ultimate way to attach blessings. Where you have faith, you have blessings. Where you have fear, you have fatigue, failure, and the opposite. Do what you want. But I'm trying to explain to you, that is faith. And believe it or not, all three are connected. <laughs> Why are all three connected? Your ability to take, first if when you take responsibility, you're going to start praying, and prayer is faith. <laughs> so it's all connected. You see how it's all connected? And the opposite is also connected. When you don't respond, take responsibility, you're definitely not praying, because you lack faith. This is exactly what Rav Nachman is telling us here. He's telling us here that Moshe Rabbeinu, when his hands were up, they won the war. Because prayer is synonymous with faith, which in turn is synonymous with miracles. See the whole thing? Prayer, miracles, responsibility, etc. All of this is about taking the potential and bringing it to action. Prayer can change nature. You have a responsibility for prayer, you have a responsibility to have faith, and you have a responsibility to, 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 to take responsibility in your life. Those are the three things, practically, what malchut means. Let's not get complicated. Just look at your life and ask yourself, are you taking, do you have a responsibility to take care of your health? Absolutely. If not, what's going to happen? Period. Now you're, now you're a slave to doctors and, and, other, and fears and the vaccine comes out, a, a virus comes out, that's it, it's the end of the world. You have to worry. But if you're in great shape, you don't have to worry. You don't, you don't have to worry about getting jabbed a thousand times. You took responsibility. But when you don't take responsibility, then you have to be afraid. If you're obese and you don't take care of yourself, virus comes out, now you have to be afraid. You didn't take responsibility. You didn't take responsibility. So let's, let's take a practical lesson from this. Responsibility, take responsibility. No, no, no nonsense. That means cut every excuse. Second, dedicate a specific time for his bodhidut in your life. It cannot be random. It can't be, God, please, if, uh, 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 if a parking spot opens up, I'm going to keep Shabbat. And then all of a sudden, you get one, never mind, I found one. That's not prayer. That's, that's, that's not prayer. It's a transaction. I'm talking about dedicating a time for recalibrating your consciousness. Picking out what's dominant in your life that's hurting you right now whether it be self-esteem or you have an anger problem or you can't get over the past or you have a problem with excess or you have a problem with jealousy and you need to bittle yourself. Take that one thing on the menu and Rabbi Nachman says, pray for it until you completely, completely nullify it, which is called bittle. I'm, I'm completely working on this in one midah and completely nullifying it. That's what bittle means. To nullify yourself, to nullify, to make yourself like you don't even exist. Because remember, the ego is making you exist. So when you pray to fix that issue, that issue is causing other problems. Let's say you have an anger problem. That anger problem is causing you financial issues. Terrible shalom it. No patience. Completely in a victim mindset. So what's happening? If you don't pray to be safe from anger, what's going to happen? It's going it's to destroy many areas of your life. So you, your job is to dedicate 20 to 30 minutes a day. Only created the world. I cannot survive on anger anymore. Who am I to tell you what to do? Am I God? You have to work on yourself so much in that area of your life where you completely bitter yourself. That is taking responsibility. Don't even look at the results. Don't look at the results. Because the results will come. 
Our Creator gives us problems for, for, to waken us up and to show us what we need to work on. He's not doing it to punish you. He's doing it because He wants you to give to you because it's hurting Him too. It's hurting Him not to be able to give to you. Remember, He wants to give to you. That means just practically. You're, you're, we're in a football game. You're standing outside. Uh, you're standing out of bounds. And you want the ball. I can't give you the, I can't throw you the ball. I want to throw you the ball. And you're screaming, telling me I'm open. But obviously you're open because you're out of bounds. That's why you're open. If you were in bounds, you would have opposition. Clearly. How ridiculous would it be? A player out of bounds saying I'm open. And of course nobody's covering him because he's out of bounds. There's no need. The eight of heart leaves you alone. But once you're in bounds, he's going to get you. He's going to cover you. So I cannot throw the ball to a person out of bounds. And when you take responsibility, now you're back in bounds. When you start praying, now you're back in bounds. Now you could start developing the blessings in your life. But until then, practically, don't look at the mailbox. Unless you're taking responsibility, like, like I told you before, when people just tell me the issues, unless you're willing to do work and you just want advice, advice is take responsibility, have faith, and pray. I can almost probably tell you in every single email, I can do a mass response for every, pretty much every single situation, which is pretty much the same thing. Take responsibility, pray for it, and believe in it. Believe that things will work out, believe in yourself, work it out. That should be an auto-response to pretty much every single email. Because we're not looking at the root. We're, we're asking, I need green paint. Where do I get the best green paint for my trees? What do you mean green paint? Why are, the, why are the trees, why are the leaves turning brown? What do you mean green paint? We need new foundation. We need to work on the foundation. Not give me green paint. Today, imagine if you would have a tree turning brown. You would have 50 options of different types of green that we can color, we could spray paint the trees every time they turn brown green. We would never think about, because obviously you need a customer, a pill for an ill. We need a constant customer. Instead of thinking, what is the problem with the roots? Why are the roots turning brown? What, let's work on the fundamentals, which is the roots, to make it turn. So, Hashem, help us all. Take responsibility. Again, the more you hook up and, you, and you're in that world and you don't run away from your wife by being with the wrong girls, or the girls also, when you're not serious and you're not being open-minded, when a guy tells you, I want to become more spiritual, I'm thinking about keeping Shabbat. No, Shabbat's not for me. Okay, you need stability, my friend. What you need in marriage is stability. And anything to get you stable, stable in your life, you need to focus on. Don't say it's not for me. Say, I'm open to learn. You want stability. That's the number one thing you need in a marriage is stability. Mental stability, emotional stability. I cannot tell you what, the, what that asset is worth in marriage. You have tons of money, but no stability. What is that worth? Who cares about the money if there's no stability? Who cares? You need stability. Spirituality gives you that stability. Shabbat gives you stability. Nida, keeping nida, renews the marriage, gives you stability. We know what the Gemara says? The reason why we keep nida, there's a Gemara nidida says, because the husband will become repulsive. He will have relations so much that he'll be bored. That's exactly what the Gemara tells us. You think they didn't know this before? And they do, this is the Gemara telling you this. 
Because if a person gets too much of something, he's going to become repulsed and bored. And he'll come to despise his wife. Mm, what is the Gemara telling us this for? It's known that people want what they can't have. So what is the Gemara telling us? When you start getting too physical with a guy, before, he's going to get repulsed and he's going to say, it's not for me anymore. Why is the Gemara telling you that? It's because Gemara knows. This is thousands of years. I don't know how long. Thousands of years. So, so what do you think happens? In Nida, when a person keeps Nida, there's a refresh, there's a renewal in the marriage. That's what you need. You need renewal. You need to be able to constantly create that new spark every two, three weeks. But when you have too much, it's going to be over. You're going to get bored. God forbid affairs and other things people do today because they lack that renewal. It's very, very important. We need to understand that. We need to stress this. What you actually want, you want that spark. Everybody's looking. How do I get that spark in the relationship? How do I get this? Right? Every book. Bring back that spark. Bring back this. Bring back that. Hello? Gemara is telling you this 2,000 years ago. People want what they can't have. And the more they have it, the more they'll despise it. So it says, so the guy despises the wife. Unbelievable. I was reading the halacha on, 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 on that yesterday. And that's exactly the, the main source of it. So, believe me, as much as we know everything, they know a lot more. So, may Hashem help us all, that we should all be able to draw responsibility. Take responsibility in your life. Number one way to draw it. Second, pray for it. Pray for it. And the third, faith. Faith brings down blessings. A man of prayer, when you sustain your creator, he sustains you. When you take responsibility, God gives you it. So all of these things are connected to money, soulmates, blessings, spiritual, across the life. But when you avoid these three, now we know the problem of addictions today. Because when you run away from pain, that's what's causing more pain. That's what's causing more pain. At the end of the day, we're all, we're, all, we're, all, we're, all, we're all guilty of this. I'm guilty of it, and I know the price I paid for it. And it looks like being in a victim mindset, which I was a specialist in, and it looks like the world is out to get you. Being in that mindset, it's like, wow, the world is out to get me. My approval ratio of my creator is 10. And I was like, wow, I'm so embarrassed that I was thinking like that. And this is what we're here to do. Have a great day. Fire today.